Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello! Belly up to the bar. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We've been chatting every day, of course. We've got a weekend coming up. Um, today is going to be a state of the Cowboys offseason. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, I threw a Packers one in there right after they got eliminated. But since then, we've been counting down from 32 to 1 in terms of draft order. We've gone through the first or top four teams. All the teams that made it to the championship round. Now we're going backwards. You know, are we still going backwards? And we've gotten to Dallas. And I've written about Dallas a lot lately. I urge you to check out my Twitter timeline for several sources. I've been writing quite a bit about Dallas. I'm a little worried. You know, this is going to be a crucial offseason for them. And it starts financially, as it often does with them. As it stands right now, the middle of February, they're by far in the worst cap situation of any team in the league. That's a problem, obviously. Um, They can restructure Tyron Smith, center Fredrickson, and get a little bit of relief. There's potentially, there isn't really anybody that they can move on from and just cut, except for maybe Doug Free. That seems a little steep for me. I, I kind of feel like he's the weak link of that great starting five offensive line, especially in production or, or in protection. But right tackles don't grow on trees. He'd get picked up in a heartbeat. I don't know that you mess with that line that much because Leary, the, the guard, is almost certain to leave. He's one of the free agents, that, and we'll talk about their free agents here in a minute, but he's almost certain to leave will be replaced by Leo Collins. Um, and Leary had a really good year, but you're fine with that move. You know, that's something you can handle. But it, can you lose a right tackle too? I don't think so. But Free's a little bit of a liability, especially in protection. Um, but overall, the, the, the moral of the story here is Dallas is going to be picking late in rounds, which is, of course, what you want. And... They're going to have cap issues. And we know the cap's a little bit of a myth. <laughs> you know, the people move around the cap and you can move money around and all those things. And yeah, that's great. And then I guess the elephant in the room is too, is, well, what about when they dump Tony Romo? Aren't they going to have tons of room in the cap? No, they're not. That's not going to provide much relief at all. I, I guess we'll start there and then we'll get to the free agents. I do expect Romo to get moved. I think they get more relief if they last or if they hold out until after June 1st. I don't think they'll do that, though. I think they'll move him for a draft pick before then, which is more beneficial to the player. I think they kind of owe it to him. Um, They'll get a pick in return then as opposed to releasing him after June 1st. But I don't think it's going to be as good a pick as people think. I mean, I think you're getting like a fourth or fifth rounder from Houston or, you know, a handful of teams I think will be interested um, but it's not going to provide massive relief for them either cap-wise. So, and it'll create a backup quarterback hole. So 
again, problems here, I mean, in terms of cap space. So they're going to lose a lot more than they gain in free agency. I very much believe that. If you start on offense, I mentioned Leary coming off a really good year. I think he's gone. You also have McFadden and Dunbar running backs. They're up for free agency. I mean, I would certainly consider bringing them back. Same with Gavin Escobar, but uh, I'm not giving those guys a lot of money. That's for sure. Um, Terrence Williams, basically a starting receiver. I don't think he's that great a player. I don't think he's going to be worth what he's going to command on the open market. And I bet Dallas agrees. I think he's gone. So, right off the bat, a really good offense, of course. But if you you lose a starting guard, you lose a starting receiver, some backup running backs, right off the bat, you know, those are things that need replaced. You know, you got to use resources elsewhere to at least address these needs. Not to mention, you know, I mentioned, you know, uh, the tight end situation. Escobar could go. Witten's not a young man. I mean, you counting on Witten to be your starting tight end for the next three years? I think that's somewhat questionable. What other receivers do you have to get excited about besides Dez and Beasley? I think they need a receiver. O-line depth all of a sudden becomes a real issue. You need to, you know, maybe address that. You need a backup running back. You need some sort of backup quarterback. Maybe an older dude, a Josh McCown or somebody like that that can also be a mentor for Dak. But those guys don't play for free. You know, those guys that have been in the league for 10 years or whatever aren't cheap. So I have a hard time thinking, boy, the offense is going to be exactly as good or better next year. I don't know how. And when we get to the defense, you'll see why. Is It's going to be really hard for the Cowboys to put first, second round picks in offensive players, even after losing these, these spots that I mentioned. And they'll get some cheap free agents late in the process. And, you know, like I said, the cap's a little bit more of a myth than I make it out to be at times. You know, the teams move around it and finagle it like crazy. But, again, they're 32 out of 32 in terms of cap problems. So um, that's just the offense side of the ball. The defense side of the ball is much more substantial. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. All right, now let's move to the defense. And I apologize, this isn't going to be a super long podcast. And that's going to be the case sometimes in the offseason. You know, we're just going to chat for 15 minutes, get in, get out, make it happen. I just don't think there's a ton of mystery around this team either. You know, I mean, there's less possibilities because of their cap situation, picking late in rounds than others. You know, I mean, it's just the facts of life. And uh, also one of the problems of being a good team. And, and I would think the cap relief is down the road after the contract, you know, a Romo contract is totally off the books. And you have that benefit of having you know, a, a, a star quarterback who makes next to nothing in Dak Prescott. I mean, that's the, the situation that all capologists long for, they love. 
So I would think that's coming down the road a year or two from Dallas, and that changes. But they also have a lot of big, expensive, really good players, you know, starting with their offensive linemen. So thinking about their defense, it's a well-coached, not real schematically diverse, play more man coverage than most probably realize in a Marinelli scheme. Like I said, well-coached, get a lot of hats to the ball. Sean Lee's the leader. Actually, my kids go to the same grade school as Sean Lee, so I like to pump him up. Streams Elementary here in Upper St. Clair. Anyway, any, how about that? I didn't throw the S on the end there. Of Anyway, I'm getting better. Um, there's a lot more to worry about on defense. The run defense was good this past year, and I expect that to be the case. But let's talk about their pass defense. Their pass defense, they don't rush the passer very well. And I just put an article out. There's some in-house candidates, guys like Malik Collins, um, a couple others, Lawrence, that could be a lot better next year than they were this past season. I mean, I, I think that's a possibility. I'm just talking about from a pass-rushing perspective. And, and Marinelli's going to coach those guys up. But still, I mean, if we were talking in Week 10 or in the playoffs or whatever, what's the one area this team really needs to address this offseason is pass rush. And where's it going to come from? I mean, the, the late first-round picks absolutely could be an edge player. I think that's a possibility. Um, the name I didn't mention, and I should have actually, is David Irving. They also used a fourth-round pick on Charles Tapper last year. We, he didn't play a snap this past season, though. Um, Irving, very productive on a per-snap basis, but for whatever reasons, they've been he hesitant to give him a major workload. But you see him, and he flashes, and you think, man, this guy is a bit of a freak. I mean, so maybe they have a star in the making there with him. And Lawrence was suspended the first four games, uh, back injury for much of the season. He's getting back surgery this offseason. Maybe he gets back to 2015 form. So I think there's something there to be encouraged about from their pass rush. That maybe the in-house situation is better than the common man realizes. Okay. I mean, I, I'll, I'm all ears to that. But listen to some of their, I mean, these guys are all free agents this year on defense. Brandon Carr, Rolando McLean, Morris Claiborne, Barry Church, uh, Jack Crawford, Terrell McLean, Justin Durant, no big deal, J.J. Wilcox was the other one I wanted to bring up. Are any of those guys superstars? It's not like losing Sean Lee or, you know, one of their best dudes. But it's a lot of guys. I mean, just think how different that secondary could potentially look. You know, that I'm not real worried about the linebacker level, although Lee's injury history is a little worrisome. I mentioned up front that, you know, somebody's going to have to step up huge in that group. Uh, in the back end, Byron Jones is a pretty unique player. I mean, he's listed as a free safety, but he could play corner. So it gives him some, some mobility that he could move around. Skandrick's still there. Their six-round pick from this year, Anthony Brown, is a keeper. I thought he was a good player. But Church is a really good player. Uh, Wilcox is a nice depth safety slash, you know, play a fair amount of snaps. I would assume Carr is gone. Claiborne's really interesting to me. And and I check it check this out because I went back, I wrote about these guys too, especially Claiborne. Is if you remember, this was what? I mean, it was in it was in 2012. 
Claiborne's coming out of school. So that offseason, if we rewind five years from now, Rob Ryan is the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys. Free agency hits. Brandon Carr is a big name as a press corner from Kansas City. The Cowboys give him huge money in free agency. Okay. Like, wow, you know, they're going to play a lot of man coverage. Draft rolls around. Dallas in the first round then moves up heavy to draft Claiborne really high, who was considered a stud prospect as a press man corner. Well, they only got to do that. You know, they've all this invested in Claiborne and Carr for one year with Ryan as their as their coordinator. And then they've gone to a, a series of Tampa 2 zone-based defensive coordinators since then. And, Cl- and Carr and Claiborne have been very disappointing. I mean, and a lot of that's on them. There have been some injuries involved with Claiborne. I mean, you talk about bad business. That's the kind of thing that makes me insane is we're going to go crazy this offseason and, and buy big, big ticket items as press man corners and everyone in the league's jealous of us for it. And then we're going to switch to a Tampa 2 for the next five years. I mean, what are you doing? So, getting off point a little bit, these two now are up for free agency. I think Carr's gone. Boom. You know, and he is the player he once was. But Claiborne's only in his fifth year, was a stud coming out of LSU, and had his best year as a pro this past season before getting injured. Well, Marinelli played a lot more man coverage, too. You know, so I think a lot of teams are going to look at him and say, yeah, he's a starting press man corner for us. And those guys are pricey and valued very much around the league. So, I mean, yeah, Dallas could bring him back. But he's risky. You know, he's only really been good for half a season out of five. What's your plan with him? You're going to have to pay him a lot. So that one's interesting. You know, and and considering Jones' versatility to maybe go to corner, maybe, you know, bringing Church back as the safer guy, the more strong safety player, is the smarter move than investing in Claiborne. Or at least Wilcox. You know, that I don't think he can let all these guys walk. So... Your priorities are going to have to be within the secondary. But no matter what, I would think that when you get to the draft, the secondary will be worse than it was the last week, you know, than right now, you know, than when when the season ended. So here's my concerns is I think Dallas is going the right direction. I love their offensive line, of course. I You know, Dak's a winner and that's obviously a home run. Um, they're very good on offense. I think they have a very good plan and play. Zeke's a star. Defense is solid, especially against the run. But in, I just think that the pass defense is bound to take a big step backwards on paper, at least. And unless some of these guys step up, like I mentioned, you have the Malik Collinses and the David Irvings and Demarcus Lawrence. And like I said, Anthony Brown's a good player. And maybe Byron Jones becomes a true star as opposed to a has a lot of potential and good player, potential star. I mean, so, and they are well coached over there, but that's the, that's the, what to look for with the, the Cowboys off season is a bad cap situation, late picks, scattering of needs on offense. You know, like, like I said, I mean, I don't think they can be, I would be really shocked if on draft day, we look at their offense and think it's better than it was, you know, before and defense past offenses a worry so that's gonna do it kind of a quick show talking cowboys uh we'll probably do more of the same on monday we'll do the next team down the line uh, unless something big happens over the weekend to discuss uh, 
And that's going to do it. Over and out.